This is a Hoff Studios podcast. I really believe that mothers have, if we can empower mothers, we can change the world. Oh, yeah. I I, I genuinely believe it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You feel that? I definitely feel that. I, I feel that to the core, which is why I, I'm i in the children's world, but I feel like there has to be like some kind of rubric created for women to understand their power and to how and how to address like our behaviors in order for us to like be in control of things. Not in a like a in Not a gentle way. Over people. In a gentle way. Yeah. Like knowing that we can if we have families and we are able to do all the things to keep everyone alive every day. <laughs> Literally, that's hard. Yeah. And usually it's based on our mood because when we're in a good mood and we're rocking and rolling and we have joy, we are, everyone's okay, right? Mm. But the minute that we are like a little off balance, then everybody's off balance. I know, it's so yeah. true. So if we hold the like temperature yeah. of the house and all of those households create society. Yes. We send them out into the world. <laughs> and then they create households yeah. or not, but yeah. even just a pair. I mean, even just a pair, that is a, a unit of people that one after the other are creating the world we live in. Yeah. And imagine if you have a child that is actually someone of influence and mm. they yeah can do a lot. Mm. Who are you? Who am I? Yeah, can you introduce yourself to the audience? And I'm sure there are lots of people who already know exactly who you are, who have tuned in from um, from your blog and your Instagram. But if you could just introduce so, yourself. My name is Natasha Diana. Um, I am a mom of three, a wife, a behavioral therapist, a multipreneur mm-hmm. <laughs> who's been... Um, busy working forever. It's like my passion to connect with people and um, do good in the world has Mm. always been my number one thing. So Mm. whether I'm working with my husband on projects that we have going on or doing my own solo thing, it's always exciting for me to, you know, show up and do good and Mm. help if I can. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What do you work on with your husband? Oh, real estate. (gasps) Yeah. 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 He actually also has an electrical company, so his background is in electrical. Should I go into that backstory? Because you could. we met in it's high a good school. Story, yeah. <laughs> you did? Tell me. We yeah. love a love story. Yeah. Oh, love story. Yeah. After how many years? It's like, yeah, it's a story. <laughs> no, we love each other. Sometimes it's nice to tell the story and then you go back to your husband and you're like, oh my God, you're that guy. You're that guy. Yeah. From that really okay, yeah. tell us. And did the universe put us together? Right? It's crazy because um I went to like almost an all boy school and my I was the only girl in the carpentry class. Yeah. And he was in electrical and somehow this is what we do when we buy, flip, keep, invest in properties. It's wow. like, yeah, I don't actually lift hammers anymore or any of that. I'll help with demo a little bit. Wow. But, <laughs> but yeah. Do you like do the decor and stuff? Yeah. 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 That's so cool. That yeah. Building department. On top of being a behavioral therapist? Oh, yeah. What is a behavioral therapist? So a behavioral therapist, I work with children and families. Mm. um, And usually babies that are born with special needs. How do you even know when a baby is born with special needs? Well, 
Because it's a, it's a health issue? Oh, There's such a back-end story. Tell me, too. Tell me yeah. all about it, yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes, like cerebral palsy, there are some mm. you know, disabilities that can be appointed at birth or, you know, there's some. Even before. Yeah, 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 there are. And my job is just to come in and help with behavior plans and daily living and schedules and kind of keeping the family together. And because for most moms, whether it's their first child or their third, and if this is the one child that needs the special help, she's been on a different schedule the whole time, or the parents have been on a different schedule, whoever the caregiver is. So for them, things have to get a little different. And the Mm. whole family has to work together to make sure that they're all kind of in sync or living in harmony and everyone's needs are met, especially the child. So that's how it goes. And it's usually from um, my youngest baby is six months Mm -hmm. and the oldest is three and a half to four. Why why do you end at three and a half or Uh, four? Because then it's school age. And And then they have more more structure and more support outside of the home? Well, then once they're in school, they have a different schedule and then they have to acclimate to school and... I guess the parents are less handoff. It's just as we send our children off to school and they become different, wonderful people, everyone adapts differently. So yeah, we, wow. yeah we're done at that age. Yeah. When you talk about behavior, you're anticipating that the child's sort of special needs mean that they're, they're going to behave atypically? Uh, so, um, not bad behavior if, if, yeah. Cause yeah, you know, just, when I think of behavioral therapist, I think, okay, well, you're probably dealing with maybe a kid's aggression or all of this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that you're working with children as young as six months old. Yeah. So our behaviors begin from the inside to the outside of our bodies, mm. how we adapt to things, our senses, mm. right? They're everything. If we, we think of the things we smell, we touch, we hear, how our body is attracted to something. It's all part of our senses. So um, I think that's why we start as early as six months. And behaviors occur based on your environment. Um, and it isn't necessarily bad or good behaviors. It can just be an adjustment, like mm. brushing your teeth, taking a bath, changing your clothes. It can be overstimulating. It or can be overstimulating, understimulating. It, mm. Or it can just be um, things as simple as potty training. It could be really hard. Yeah, dieting. Right? Like, and and it's. I feel like it's an overall behavior plan for everyone. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Because a child needs is a part of a system yeah. when they're in a family. Can you talk more about that? The system of a family? The system what? of a family, yeah. The interdependence. Yeah. So um, it's funny because I feel as if we step in with a job to help with the child mm. as a behavioral therapist, but we're over, we're helping the whole family mm-hmm. as a dynamic. Um because as a mom, I'm a mom, and there are times when my children are not having the besties and it affects me, right? Vice versa. If I'm a little, you know, moody, it's going to affect my children. So we are kind of interdependent on each other when it comes mm-hmm. to functionality in the home and the decisions that we make every day. So 
It's so interesting because I was I was like the bad kid. <laughs> I'm the black sheep of the family. I was like a bad kid. I was a bully. I was bullied. When I hear a behavioral therapist, yeah. I think someone's someone's being bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's so interesting to really go back to what behavior actually is and it's just a way of being, being in the world. Yeah. And how you show up. Absolutely. How you show up. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And I can never imagine you as being bad, okay? <laughs> I can't imagine a child being bad yeah. either anymore. Yeah. Yes. But because uh, that, that's not how I regard children. It's not how I regard people even. Yeah. I know I once said that about um, some leaders um, in the world, like, oh, no one's bad or good. And people would, you know, yeah. don't don't think that's true. But I, I, I don't think people are bad. I think... They just have troubles. <laughs> there are troubles. If you're making bad decisions, <laughs> yeah. if you're making harmful decisions, yeah. something's not right, as you said, on the inside. Yeah. 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 But I am... A, but what I've learned about myself is that I'm a highly sensitive person. Yeah. That I, I once took a brain scan of my brain and I just... The lights are a lot for me. Sounds I hear and I see better than most. Yeah, and I, you know, um, and that can be a lot. Yeah, on the system. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't know anyone like you <laughs> <laughs> to tell my parents or to tell me like that makes sense. Yeah, and my son, you know, would have this really hard time taking a bath and. Um, he's, he doesn't actually have a hard time anymore, but he's also highly sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the bathwater would feel like a lot. And I remember being so uncomfortable getting undressed and going into the bath and then not wanting to leave the bath because that change on my body, because I'm so sensitive would be a lot. Now for a caregiver, that's also pretty stressful. Yeah. Yeah, because you're based on time, like our lives revolve around time and what's next and it's just routine. And as an adult, you're used to this. It's like, no, this is what we do. And you're not taking a step back to put yourself in your child's foot, you know, in their position. Yeah. yeah, And in their position just to see um, what could possibly be uncomfortable for them. Something as simple as that, of course, right? Like we have to remember we're all made up of we're human beings, mm. science, <laughs> life. It all goes together, right? And I think a lot of this thought process or even to put ourselves in that place requires patience, right? So that's my one gift to any parent. Like practice patience as much as you can. Yeah, how do you practice patience though? Oh, oh. How do you practice it? How do you practice it? I mean, if it isn't innate, then I guess read a lot. Hmm. Like educate yourself. Yeah, educate yourself. Yeah, and and not to educate yourself based on books, but just educate yourself based on life. Mm. Know the person that you want to be. Be your most authentic self, right? And I think patience can come naturally for most people. Oh my God, yeah. I'm not a patient person at all. Wait, when you when you work with parents who are frustrated with their children's behavior, yeah, which I'm sure happens a lot. No, right? Like you know. Children can be frustrating. They're not the ones making the, you know, they're not the ones creating the discomfort in 
the adult's body. You yeah. know, that's that's yeah. on the adult. Yeah. But when you don't know what's going on with a child in your care, it can be extremely frustrating. Yeah. And you know what the biggest part is communication. Mm-hmm. So if you have a child who's nonverbal mm. and the frustration of the parent is usually the, you know, no communication. Right. So it's great to have somebody else step in and be able to communicate what exactly can be going on. And then between adult conversation and questions that the parents may have, we usually come to a place where there's understanding, right? We all want to understand things. Yeah. And we all want to understand our children. That's for sure. We didn't bring these people into the world for friction or misunderstanding. people that we love more than anything. (laughs) It's like, you don't want to have a bad time with your child every day. You just want to love on them and, and, you know, do the right thing for them. So I think as a communicator, um, I find myself being like that communicator between the child and the parent Mm. when that's happening. That must be so hard, you know, like when you have a child who is struggling, you like want to love them and the, the just genuine a fed upness of the situation. And that's when you usually come in, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, parents, I mean, from the beginning, we are open to each other. Like I, I love when parents are honest and, you know, mm. which happens naturally mm-hmm. because most parents, we just want someone to talk to most of the time. <laughs> right. So you have another adult in the room. You're like, so this is what's going on yeah. and this is what I need help with. So that happens most of the time. Um, and then, being in the environment, in the home, which is the best place to be, mm. um, you usually see things and you're comfortable. I'm usually comfortable with saying, well, if you need help with these things, just yeah. let me know. And that's when doors usually open and they're like, okay, so this is happening. Can we address this? And if they're ready to address it while I'm there, <laughs> then we go for it and we work through it. I love when parents are hands-on because then it makes you feel as if, you're doing good be, and they're more yeah. confident, yeah, right? And they're equipped to do the next thing or the next, you know, tackle that may, next thing that may come up that they have to tackle. Were you a behavioral therapist before you were a parent? Yeah. How did that affect your parenting experience? How? Um, I was very hands-on. I am still very hands-on and my children have to tell me, mom, I can do it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like involved, like yes. super involved. Yes, uh-huh. I'm very involved. Yeah. Like, what does that look like? <laughs> um, I don't like projects, anything. Oh wow. Yeah, anything. I'm like, oh, can I help you? And they're like, no, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, or I want to know when's your test? When's this coming up? Do you need help with it? And they're like, no, I'm going to study with my friends. And I'm like, okay. When does that happen? Like, at what age are oh, they? Like, I think COVID let that happen sooner than yeah. Why? Because they were. It was their independent stage where they were online with their teachers and then they had to go off and do things on their own. How old are they? They're 11. The twins are 11. My son is six. Yeah. And is he as independent or no? Uh, Yes, because he's the third child and he wants to do what his older sisters do. Mm. Yeah. You know what's fun, Natasha, is your 11-year-old twins are one of the oldest kids. The kids are usually yeah. younger. That The moms that come on our show usually have kids. They're usually, I would say, six and under, typically. Yeah. So you've one of the... It's interesting because it gives a different perspective when the kids are a little bit older. So 
and I'm obsessed with twins, as we all know. She's obsessed with twins. I'm obsessed with them. So, I mean, I just have to ask all the twin questions, because I I can't not, I feel like it's insane to not ask um, when I have a a twin mom captive. (laughs) It's also, I just want to give you background, Laura's... um, my Laura, husband Laura is, has a bunch of twins in her family, yes, so love it. she's just like, around. if that's going to happen, I need all the information. Yeah, well. <laughs> or, or, um, or it might not ever happen. <laughs> so, like, that's also. Wouldn't that be a get? I never, I didn't want kids, and then, I, like, you know. That, that happens. Oh, my happens. God, that's exactly how it happens. <laughs> also, the later you have children in life, the more the fallopian tubes just, like. They're waiting. So just, like, they just, fuck, <laughs> they just pop out eggs. They're like, bum, 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 gonna populate the earth that's a real thing that happens my brother had two children moved to the suburbs like got a car blah 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 a house they were like why don't we have a third boom twins oh wow wow yeah. they have four boys i mean boys. they're the most god bless i know it was wow. like they were in the weeds for a little bit but they are the most glorious family yeah uh, and apparently it, it ran in her it, it ran in Steph's um, family, um, but she was also older than she was the first two times. And boom, boom, boom! Those those eggs they just they just want to get hatched. <laughs> they just drop it. <laughs> well, some of the questions I have typically are like, how do you manage? It's always the same question. How do you questions. manage? Everything at the same exact time. Well, she's managing so much, also different careers. Well, this is career. another. Well, I mean, this is another yeah, level of, yeah, was, of woman. I was going to say, no big Who's deal. Just like when you nat- gave the resume, naturally, but. naturally patient. We're, oh literally, me and Laura were like, no, no. no. <laughs> but how do you? I mean, emotionally, energetically, financially, like all of these things. Uh, and I do have to acknowledge that we are, you know, shooting in New York City and in proper New York City fashion. There's someone outside of the window cleaning the window. So. Oh, okay, great. Um, but how do you, you know, it's kids are expensive. Oh, yeah. So oh. two kids at once. Oh, wow. Like a the, yeah. So my first response to that is that we're never ready for anything. <laughs> and you can try to prepare as much. So when I got pregnant with my twins, when I found out that I was pregnant, um, I was fine up until eight weeks. And then my doctor said, you're going to have to stay home. You're going on bed rest. Eight weeks? Eight weeks. Eight weeks. So eight weeks to 33 weeks and six days, I was home. (gasps) Yeah. And this is a person with like an enormous amount of energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Why? What was wrong? So I have fibroids still. Mm-hmm. They never take them out. I don't know why. Actually, I'm going to have a procedure done in December. Yay, finally. Mazel tov. Ah, yes, finally. Yes. I had them growing at the same capacity as the twins. So they were like fighting for blood. And I would have like these moments of just gushing and running to the hospital. Oh, no. Yeah, so we had so many scares. And my doctor just said, you're going to get round the clock nursing so I had to like nurse myself every day and put shots in my leg and why shots um just to slow down oh if I remember correctly what they were because I know some people they take them for other reasons there are certain shots that women take when they're on bed rest and they're for different reasons one is like to slow contractions some people do it in their stomach I was doing it in my leg for a different reason I'm sorry it was 11 years ago Mm -hmm. sometimes it was actually 12 years ago. Almost 12. They were born December 31st at 10 o'clock at night. Wow. Yeah, party girls, right? Mm-hmm. So, and is it because they were twins that it was so hard on your system? Fibroids are what? 
just so, so we can they're define like that. cystic growths in your sometimes they're in your uterus or around it and they just suck the blood out of you and like make sometimes your menstrual cycles are heavier mm. which is something I've always battled with yeah iron levels very low and yeah all that kind of womenly <laughs> stuff that I'm sometimes we go stuff. through yeah. yeah but yeah it was a blessing and we made it through and sometimes you know people don't twin pregnancies multiple pregnancies of multiples can be very scary so mm. I, I'm so thankful for that we made it through yeah and they were full term so what uh six weeks early okay yeah yeah, they were fine. They and they were stayed fine. in the NICU and everything? Um, nine days and 10 days. If you remember 2010, we had snowstorm after snowstorm. Yeah. So they were born during a snowstorm. They were, Kennedy was three pounds, 12 ounces. Victoria was four pounds. And, you know, after you give birth, they sometimes lose a couple ounces. Mm -hmm. They were ready to go home at their birth weight. So I took home a total of seven pound, 12 ounce babies. And the doctor's like, you're going to be fine. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if anyone is going to be fine, it was you. I, mean, I you guess had, so. You had dealt with babies for a long time. But they you're didn't like, know still, that. They didn't know that. They didn't know that. And also, you're still like, how did I keep those people alive for yeah, 11 yeah, years? Yeah. Wow. So, wow. yeah. Preparing for twin life. I mean, you prepare as much as... It's something exciting, right? Becoming a parent, if you're really like into it. And it, for anything that we plan to do, if you're planning to do something and it's working according to your plan, it's meant to be, it's going to work out. So finances, planning, living, lifestyle, it all works. Just keep finding the joy in it and it works out. It's fine. Mm. I think that you win as my favorite. I love that they were born on New Year's Eve and they're twins. Mm. <laughs> that is the most extra thing. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. So amazing. her brand is Twin Delicious. I, they're, these clothes are amazing. Can and, we talk about that? Getting Yeah. Can know. we talk about your blog? Yes, absolutely. How'd that, how'd that get started? Uh, so um, I've always loved writing. It's like my forever jam, um, which is probably the best part of writing up behavioral plans. <laughs> Oh, I'm really? like, oh, I get to write all this stuff. And yeah. Um, but after having, well, being on bed rest for all that time, I just didn't know what to do. What, was someone going to come in and help me? Did I want help? I, I wasn't sure. And then I decided, you know what? I think I need to just stay put. This is working. I'm going to stay put. If I bring someone in to help, it's like a Band-Aid, right? They come in, it's a novelty, and then they're not available anymore. And you have to start all over and figure it out. I had that experience actually. Yeah, I, I didn't have I didn't have um, a a baby nurse for my second, mm -hmm. and it was hard, but it was so great, and I we bonded, and it was beautiful. And I had baby nurses for my first because that's what you know. They say if you can afford it, it's great, and you can sleep. And for me, it was an actual nightmare. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it yeah. at. Yeah, yeah, it isn't for everyone. It isn't for everyone at all. And I did find that then once they left, like I was relieved that they were gone, but I was also, <laughs> but I was also like, wait, what? <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. What was that for? Well, and also like, how do I do this? Yeah, yeah. Some it works for some, not yeah, for yeah, everyone. Yeah, it totally works for some. Um, so I'm happy that I stuck to my gut. Right? We have to listen to the voice inside of us. So I was happy that I did that and stayed home and. Um, 
I went to uh, blogging. I started writing up a blog and, and what they say is true. If you want to do something, you have to practice doing it. So that's what I started doing. And then I noticed that there was a, a gap in the storytelling or children's book world and in, in for twins. And after having so many people give their opinions, because people are so opinionated, you know, um, how many strangers would come up to us and say, oh, why do you dress them up alike? And they should have their own personalities. Oh. And I say, well, they're infants. Can we connect them before we separate them? Ah. Right? So um, that was my goal in just starting, you know, with the first book, Any Two Can Be Twin Delicious. It doesn't just have to be twins. When you both, this is a question for both of you, when people do that to you, how do you deal with that with grace? Because you talk about set me off. I would go off on you. Why are you even asking me how I'm dressing my kids in any sort of way that is other than I love that outfit? Yeah. Where can I get it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. So if you're a, a twin mom, you can definitely relate because people are even more opinionated when you have twins. Why? I don't know. It's like a curiosity. They see them and the first question, are they twins? And that doesn't bother me. It's the opinionated, you know, gestures that come after. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And my girls are fraternal. Um, when they were infants, one was always bigger. Well, still, one's still taller than the other. Um, and 25% of the time, twins have, if they're fraternal, one's lighter than the other. Um, mm -hmm. either red hair, blonde hair, really? dark hair, light hair. I mean, they're just different. They're different Yeah, they're people. just different. But it's amazing when the 25% happens. And my husband and I are two different nationalities. So oh. when I would go in, I'll tell you a true story. Went into the NICU and both girls were there. And I show my bracelet and they're like, oh, okay. So they bring me over to one and she's like, are you the other one too? And I said, yeah, they're, the, they're together. <laughs> I did that. They're together. <laughs> because they looked so different? They were so different. So different. And yeah. still? Uh, no, it, it, it varies. But yeah, you can, you can kind of see the difference. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but your focus is on their, their connection, their sibling love? Yeah, Instead of absolutely. it being sibling rivalry? Yeah. We have to, as a parent, we have to live with these people, right? <laughs> yeah. We don't want chaos in our homes. We want everyone to get along. Because the outside world can be cruel. So let's get along here and we'll yeah. be good outside. So how, how do you foster that? How do I foster that? So I started with the book. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy enough. So I have to tell you this story. Um, creating this children's book, Any Two Can Be Twin Delicious, the whole idea was just to let other children know that if you have a best friend or someone that you connect with, it is more of a, a connector, Right. I guess I was just so annoyed with people seeing how we shouldn't keep siblings together. No, everyone should be allowed to dress yeah. up alike. Like we can be besties and show up to a party with the same dress on. We're probably going to kill it together. Can right? we? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. That'd why be not? Fun. That is so fun. Fun is fun. Yes. Fun is important. Why not? Yeah. So that was my whole, you know, thought process. And with that came the the clothing, which I wanted to connect a product with the book just to make everyone who did read the book actually feel as if they can be as twin delicious with their best friend. So the tutu style dresses were inspired by the girl's styles. 
And yeah, we did about six pieces and, and bundle boxes that go with the books. It's so fun. And I love getting photos of the kiddos who are wearing the dresses and excited about receiving their books or with their friends. It's like so fun. It's a whole lifestyle. Lifestyle. It's a whole lifestyle. The yeah, Twin I feel like it's lifestyle. all about lifestyle. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like really getting into loving each other, having fun, dressing alike. Yes, yeah. bonding. Bonding. When you connect with people, it's like, I feel like get in where you fit in, right? Mm. We don't all have to look alike. We don't all have to, you know, do the same thing every day. But who you connect with matters most, mm. right? Mm. Yeah. I'm so taken with how creative you are that it like just spills out of you. I, I try to listen to what's inside. Yeah? What does that mean? Yeah. Can you tell us so if, about your creative process? If I feel an urge or I, I, I pay attention to the signs, I feel like I'm very in tune to what's around me, the smallest sound, the feeling that I have inside of me. Um, just recently, and this might be off topic, but just a goal or something that I feel like has been sitting on me for a while and... and something that I need to do about it. So my grandmother, um, who I've never met, she passed away when my mother was four years old. Her story, we don't know her story. Mm. Yeah. So because I am such a storyteller and a person who loves to create, I have set it upon myself to figure out a way to tell a story that I believe is hers. And with that, the truth will come out. How do you, how do you believe how do you know anything about her story? Well, we Did know you do your like, research. Uh, yeah, just like where she possibly may have been from. Where? Um, so her mom and dad. Well, I know her dad's name, which is Bish. Mm-hmm. I know B I S H. What kind of name is that? So, and what re- kind of name is that? And researching and researching it, it goes back to Madagascar. Mm. So. Um, but we don't have a close connection with any of her side of the family. My mom doesn't know much about her. The little that she remembers at four years old. Um, and we never speak about her. Mm. No one ever speaks about her. But one cousin of mine, he um, told me a few things. And I think that there's a story that needs to be told about it. Mm. Yeah. So you listen to the She prompts. comes up all the time. In my head, all the time. She comes, like, I think of her all of the time. I think about my great-grandmother all the time also. I had this real, you know, I talk about here, you know, my relationship to food and my relationship to Judaism and my, you know, my relationship to being a mother. And I always go back to my grandmother's mother died of typhus in the ghetto. She starved for her children. That is where I come from. Mm-hmm. I come from, and then my grandmother was this, you know, very independent businesswoman, survivor. You know, we come from a long line of strong women who made decisions. My grandmother, my great grandmother, made that decision. That's what she wanted. She couldn't live if her if her babies didn't live, and they both of them survived yeah. the war. Amazing. But I so relate to this experience yeah. where you're like, she comes up in my mind because I am the living embodiment of her, of her, yeah, of her yeah. existence. Yeah. She died when your your mother was four years old, but yeah. she existed. Yes, 
Yes. And I think that sometimes we are set to do things like here you are speaking mom curious, right? Mm. And just hearing the story of your great grandmother Mm. who was a mom who did the duty of, uh, oh my gosh, mom, right? Like, yeah. Well, Daniela, also you've had the experience of, you know, creating and directing Oma. Right. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm right. I, no, I, thank you. I'm assuming you, do you want to make this a movie? Is that what you're, or that is would it a be book? amazing. What, what do you, that like, would what do you envision? I, it's funny that you say that because I. You're, you're not there yet. No, I would love, there is there. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I did watch that. Oh my gosh. I did. In tears. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank yeah. you. You yeah. know, I think like what's so cool is that our family stories, um, they mean something. It's so cool to have a like a very particular Jewish experience, Madagascar experience, and it, for it to resonate with the world, a twin experience. Like the more they say in acting school, the more specific you are, the more global the reach. Wow. Because the... Yeah. Like the more we know about your grandmother and Bish, you know, like even if it's, even if we know about them through your imagination, the yes. more detailed that experience, yes. the more I get to lay into that, mm-hmm. my humanity, mm-hmm. what family means to me, what searching for you know, my own creativity means to me. Yes. So, Go for it. Uh, yeah, and you're I, going to. That's I, so I cool. believe so. I believe so. I think once we put it out into the universe, the doors begin to open and the path sets its way. And and you don't ever get sort of hung up on like, oh, but I'm a therapist. I'm a real estate mogul. I'm a writer. Yeah. I, yeah I'm no. a blogger. Oh, no. No. how do you... <laughs> Mm, no. So good. Oh my gosh! No, then we would never do anything, right? Well, I mean, I've been yeah. in that. I mean, I've been in that stuck place where, like, I wouldn't do anything because I'm like, I'm an actress. I'm a, but you seem to like never have. Mm. No, no. Tell me more. Go. I just feel like, uh, what's that wasted talent? So it doesn't matter what your talent is. If you're given a gift, you have to share it, right? Even if it's a message, right? Share the message. You never know who's listening. How many times have you turned on the radio and someone's saying something you needed? It can be the commentator or a commercial comes on a song, right? And you're like, oh, I needed that, right? So if you have something to give, it's not for us to keep, it's to give, Mm. even if it's a message. So Mm. yeah, don't put yourself in a box. No one, put your, please don't put yourself in a box, right? And I love that you said that about niching down because I feel like that would... That confuses a lot of people, the whole yeah. niche thing. Yeah. But niching in a way, where you, the way you described it, knowing that it's going to be global, yeah. also allows you to stay as creative as possible because mm. you are the unit and your creativity mm. is what needs to be out into the world. So stay yourself. That's it. Like So many people that I know in business or in media, they feel as if they're one thing, like is what they are creating, mm. right? So I created Twin Delicious and Co. to start. But overall, from the blog, it became a full lifestyle, right? Mm. How I show up as a mom, how my twins show up as people in the world, how they have developed based on this story. So it, <laughs> crazy, crazy enough. Isn't that crazy, crazy enough? Is like imitating life and life is imitating yes. art and it's like in this conversation. Yes, it's, it's 
and it's all communication. It's what we put out into the world. Sometimes we don't realize the power that we have in our words and what we believe. Sometimes it works out and it comes true if we want it to, mm. right? So it, I go back to the first book, Twin Delicious and Co. Any two can be Twin Delicious. And in the story, there's... Um, a little girl who's asking, you know, why do you dress up alike and why do you do things together? And her name is Abigail. So adorable little girl, red hair, freckles. I made her spunky. I loved Punky Brewster when I was a kid. I don't know. This is just the vision I had, right? Mm -hmm. So um, second grade, one of my girls has an encounter in lunch. She has a peanut allergy with the little girl. And guess what her name was? Abigail. Yeah. And guess what I did? What? I sent the book to school. Ah! I love this little girl. She does not look like the character at all, but I'm like, that did not happen to you. My mom's like, and my daughter's like, what, mom? I'm like, no, no, that did not happen to you. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. And also like, you know, you've managed to build a community around this, uh, this book, this lifestyle. I see you at, at um, events with your kids all the time. Yeah. It really does, like, it opened up a whole new way of engaging with the world. Yeah. Being a mom, showing up as a mom, showing how we can be happy as moms, possibly work with our children if we want to. Yeah. Expose yeah. them to the world, right? Responsibility when we're exposing them to things where they show up as themselves and how people receive them and how they receive other people, mm. right? Being mm. social. It's important to be social. It's important to be social. <laughs> we live in New York City. Like, you have to be social. Get with it. <laughs> You're just like, get with it. Yeah, I, I love seeing you and your all three of your kids. I, your your son doesn't get as much airtime. <laughs> oh, Bash. He's on his own schedule. Bash and Bish. <laughs> I know. I know. How crazy is that? It's Sebastian, but okay. yeah, for some reason, Bash stuck out. Some people like uh, shorten Sebastian Sebi or yeah. Sebastian. But he's Bash. Bash, yeah. And his great-great-grandfather was Bish. Bish, can you imagine? I didn't even... You didn't know that? No, I I'm didn't not connect time. that. I didn't connect Well, it. here I am. No, there you are. You I'm see? listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, where can we find you? Where can we find the book? Where can we find these adorable tutus that Paz is going to love. Thank ah, you. I'm so excited. She's going to love them. Um, how do we, how do we engage with your multidisciplinary creativity? <laughs> so I am on the internet in the yeah. internet world. Yes. Um, twin delicious at twin delicious is the handle. It's a 3d word because as writers, we like juicy, creative made up words. Mm. So it's T-W-I-N-D-O-L-L-I-C-I-O-U-S, uh, twindelicious.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, newly. Oh, how's that going? <laughs> it's going. It's going. Okay. Um, once you figure all these things out and how they work for you, yeah. it's less stressful. It's just, it's just fun. And you show up. Yeah. I love your outlook. Yeah. Like you're, you're willing to try. And are you, and you're willing to bail if it's not oh, yeah. fun, right? Yeah, N never stick with the stress. <laughs> I don't sign up for stress. Sorry, <laughs> it's not part of the plan. No, sorry. Um, okay, cool. And any parting words? I would love to know um, any parting words, maybe from your um, from your creative heart. I think it's just being your what is it? 
most altruistic self. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Giving. Yeah. Giving. 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 Exactly. It isn't ours to keep. We aren't here forever. Give as much as you can. Make your mark on the world if you can, especially if you're a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Why especially if you're a mom? Because you're, you're giving yourself to these babies who are going out into the world to give more (laughs) and why not give good right you it's nothing it doesn't fill my heart like the most fulfilling thing ever is for me to have bags in my hand and to have a 13 year old boy hold the door for me it's like Mm. oh I want to meet your mom (laughs) right or your dad whoever raised you like and I, I do not hold it back to tell them god bless you like you are the cutest thing ever yeah Sometimes when I look at Laura, I'm like, I can't wait to meet her mom. You know, she did such a good job. God, she's a, she is a a fun one for sure. (laughs) 